If you have to play Black Sabbath backwards to summon a demon, then you're playing it wrong. Hello, gentle listeners. It's episode 7, season 2 of Playing It Wrong. In this episode, we're changing it up a little bit. No, not really, but I just wanted to say that. And we've got our live studio audience of two dogs. So, like I said, welcome to the episode. So, what is this episode about? Well, it's a little bit of a rambling about a conversation I had last week, and it's not about what you think. After our 5th edition game last week, we were standing around talking, and one of the players was talking about the uh, Warhammer 40k RPG that just recently sort of came out. And, of course, one thing led to another, then I started talking about Warhammer Fantasy, which led me talking about Swihander, which led me started me thinking about Swihander, which means I spent, like, yesterday reading Swihander, because I've had the PDF for a long time. I just haven't read it in detail. And I tried to find some good comparisons between the current 4th edition Warhammer Fantasy and Swihander, and I couldn't find a decent one. So I spent a lot of time sort of reading reviews and making guesses. Now, I did play Warhammer Fantasy once way back in the day, and my memories are vague, so I had to go by those vague memories of what we did and how we did it, and how it worked, and tried to apply it as I read through Swihander, which, while being a 700-page book, is more of a problem trying to read a 700-page PDF and put things together in my own little warped grognard head that's not used to all this electronic doodads. So I was reading it and figuring it out and remembering how it was played and thinking, you know, you know that Grim and Players, Grim Dark type game might be fun. And as I read through it, I kind of went, <sighs> you know... Maybe there's an easy way to do it. Now, this isn't saying that Swihander or Warhammer Fantasy is bad. I just, you know, kind of thought, well, maybe we could do it with something else, you know? A system that, that the players are more used to. So, um, I kind of hear there's a market opening for a uh, grim, dark, weird fantasy OSR game. Oh, sorry. Too soon? Okay. Anyway, but I thought about that first, and I kind of threw that aside because... Uh, let's face it, D&D is its own genre. It's its own thing. And when you try to reskin it, it doesn't always come out... Well, it's still D&D at its core. And it doesn't translate well. And plus, you've got the psychology of the game where everybody's got basically D&D sheets and D&D dice and D&D everything. So they're thinking D&D, not another type of world with another type of morality and just bloody violence. Now, as an antecedent to that, you know, kind of DCC can be corrupt, can, you know, can be bloody and grim, and there's corruption and divine wrath and all that, but still, Dungeon Crawl Classics is its own thing, and we've played that a lot, and we've got a feel for it, and that feel has gone to the Gonzo, which, you know, the system is kind of created, from what I hear, inadvertently, but it's what makes it fun. And in both cases, you really couldn't get the feel without heavily reinventing a lot of the thing—excuse me—a lot of the way things work to make it almost a completely different game, and redoing the spells and, and the magic system and everything else. Then that led me to thinking, how about well, basic roleplay, which you know may know better as Call of Cthulhu or RuneQuest. Now, back in the day, there was uh, Worlds of Wonder, if you remember that box set, which I have around somewhere where you've got the basic fantasy core book, you've got Future World, you've got Magic World, and you had Super World. And they were all very rules lightish. <coughs> but 
Still, this system was very, very deadly. If you ever played RuneQuest, you know things can go south really, really fast. Which is, hey, what you want in the grimdark thing. But once again, I sat back, looked at it, and went, okay, what Swyhandard has have, and I think Warhammer Fantasy has it as well, is the professions get neat tricks that go along with the skills. So, there's not really any neat tricks unless you want to put those in. And plus, once again, you're going to have to reinvent magic. Unless you go a weird way, which will make the game totally, still make it grimdark, but totally different direction of, hey, basically RuneQuest and Call of Cthulhu are compatible, so you just have swords and you use the Call of Cthulhu, basically. Which, once again, is going to be kind of its own thing, not quite what we're going for here. Now, there may be some ways around it, but it's still going to be a lot of reinventing the wheel and messing around with stuff. So that takes us back to Swyhander versus Warhammer. So, from everything I've read, you know, Swyhander seems to be a bit more generic and not so tied to a campaign setting, which, I don't know, the more generic a game is, the better I like it. So I can make my own tweaks to commence the campaign setting, which means if I do this, I get to make another world that's grimdark. Yay! So i got to talk to my players on that. And it's going to be a long time because we just started the Labyrinth Lord game. We're going to have our second session this Thursday. So that means the next episode is probably going to have some good session notes about how they uh, dealt with their problems. Because they just uh, reached the Caves of Chaos and keep in the Borderlands. And they've taken a quest to clear out a temple, which I've got mostly written. Which later I may post on the blog or if I ever get my crap together and get a Patreon started. It might be the first uh, reward for patrons. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Because remember, they took a quest to uh, clean out an evil temple because, well, they had a dragon die. Yes, I'm using the class compendium by Barrel Rider Games. And we have two, two out of the four players that are playing frickin' dragons. Which, <sighs> I let them do it so I can't, can't bitch about it. So the party will just try to live without actually having a magic user or a cleric or a thief, because it's a ranger, a bard, and two dragons. Which I know, like I said in the last episode, sounds like the start of a really bad joke. And I have a feeling some of their sessions are going <laughs> to have very sad endings. Uh, Alright, let's keep going on this. But, you know, the Labyrinth Lord game, I'm planning on hopefully trying to at least have them make somewhat more... I want to say maybe about 10th level or so if things are nice, if things don't go... If they don't get bored with it or I don't get bored with it, we'll see. They really... The first session was like three or four random encounters because they didn't actually get to the Caves of Chaos. And I understand they haven't got that many experience points, but once they start hitting the treasure hordes and hordes of goblins and orcs and kobolds, yeah, they're going to start racking up experience points, and they're going to start gaining levels. So that means we can go back, go on and play them through some of the other classic TSR uh, modules. My actual goal for a total campaign arc for this game is to get them high enough level to get them to Tomb of Horrors and have them try to play through the original Tomb of Horrors. If they make it, they get a little. They're going to have their little D and D badge of honor of I survived Tomb of Horrors. Which probably means you're lying, but or just damn lucky. But having them go through that and get high enough level to manage that, I think that's a great way to end off the campaign. And that's going to be months down the road. But see, I have a plan. 
So once down the road means, ah, who knows, I may be working on the Swihander thing, I may be working on something else. I don't know. I've got lots of good gaming stuff in my hands. I've got the Cosmic Spells. And s I always get the name of his damn games wrong. Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells. Damn it. Anyway, I think it's time for our reading from the Little Brown Book. And in the Little Brown Books, we're still on Volume 1 after all these months, because we're just doing a little bit at a time. But we have finally made it to the Cleric Spells. Which is not going to take that long, because the list is really damn short. So we may do uh, <coughs> first and second level spells this episode. I think we will, because they're so short. First, le first levels. Well, we've only got six first level spells for a cleric. That is Cure Light Wounds, D6 plus 1. Purify Food and Water, mm, okay, handy. Detect Magic, same as Magic Users. Detect Evil, same as Magic Users, except it lasts longer and I guess a further range. Protection from Evil, same as Magic Users. Not a lot of originality here, uh, same as Magic User. And Light, which is same as Magic User. So, yeah, they only get two unique spells with their first level spells, which... They do get armor and not quite as sucky weapons, <coughs> which is, it's like I said, it's short. So we're going to go two levels, first and second level. Second level. <laughs> you see, you get all my crazy noise noise effects. Sound effects, too, when I do these things, because I like to, like, I don't know, I just like to be silly. All right, second level cleric spells. Find traps. Remember, this is before thieves, so somebody had to find the trap, and guess what? It was the cleric's job. Or the fighter, if you thought you enough hit points. Hold person. This one is like the magic users. Yeah. Bless. Okay. Finally something. Hmm, what is this? Uh, blessing raises morale by plus one and also adds plus one to attack dice. This spell lasts six turns. I don't know well, morale for hirelings, but it doesn't help other player characters that much except for the plus one to attack rolls. And then speak with animals, because remember, we didn't have druids yet, we just had clerics. And you could speak with animals. Um, and, uh, you know, you maybe get animal do if you do your favor. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, clerics. So far, their spells are pretty damn boring. Most of them end up being just like the magic users, but slightly different. Or not really doing that much, except for heal, which I guess is why we got their damn heal bots. And uh, Bless, which helps a little bit, but not much. But, you know, remember, Bless is now a second-level spell, not a first-level spell. And Find Traps, which is very important, because other than having somebody trigger it, you're not going to find the trap. <sighs> so that is our reading from the Little Brown Books. Yeah, I know, this episode has not been greatly enlightening and so forth. They did have lots of cool tri tricks and tips. It's kind of like... Uh, this is like my planning episode, I guess. I've got a couple ideas, and the vlog's going to be the same by this week. I've got a couple of ideas for things I'm going to throw out there to see how far I want to chase them. You know, just like that good old, uh, you know, Swihander, that Grim and Perilous uh, campaign setting. So, got to talk with the folks this week, because I know it's going to take me a few months to get that ready and figure that out. <laughs> I might have to get up and, you know, actually buy a copy of the book. Yay. Anyway you like the episode, you hate the episode, you like me, you hate me, go ahead, leave us a voicemail if you're using Anchor. Or, you know, hey, 
hit us up on the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. It's letter B, not B-E, because like I say every episode, I was an idiot. Hunt us down on Facebook. Actually look for They Might Be Gazebos, spelled correctly this time. Or, heck, even drop us an email at magicpigmedia at gmail.com, because Gmail still works even though Google Plus is going the way of the dodo. All right, till then, folks. Just kill some monsters, take their stuff, roll dice, have fun, and most importantly, have fun, because, you know, we need more fun. All right, thank you for listening.